2: Good weekend for sports, believe it or not, in the state of Mississippi as Mississippi State and Ole Miss get uh, baseball underway. Ole Miss, four games against Hawaii. Mississippi State, three games against Air Force. And then we've got college basketball, uh, which is exciting too. And Mississippi State will host Arkansas at 1 o'clock on Saturday. That's all brought to you by an amazing Boar's Head charcuterie board. Uh, great for the games, obviously, or any Premium meats, cheeses, and hummus, boar's head compromise elsewhere. We welcome in our friend uh, Steve Palazzolo, Pro Football Focus, PFF.com. He's been down at the Senior Bowl and then Las Vegas. And uh, this is kind of like his flu game uh, where he's under the weather. But uh, we know he's going to have a great performance here over the next 20-something minutes. Steve Palazzolo, good morning. Welcome in.
3: Yeah, thanks for having me again. I'm you know, gonna play through it, you know. If I'm gonna have two weeks away, that's you know that's what happens sometimes.
2: Man, oh man, uh, NFL Insider. How many nights? How many days were you
3: out in Vegas? A whole week. I was Monday to Monday.
2: Ooh,
3: so ooh, We we flew home early, first thing Monday morning this week.
2: And did you did you have a great time?
3: Uh, yeah, it was good. I didn't do anything crazy. I'm not. I'm not crazy or anything, so it was all good. I like the uh, I like the networking and the, you know, seeing uh, Twitter friends in person once or twice a year, you know, that type of thing. So it's always good to catch up with Uh, friends around the NFL.
2: Best meal you had in Vegas?
3: Oh, we went to uh, Peter Luger Steakhouse. Good Lord! uh, Yeah, four of us, uh, four of the PFF guys. They uh, they have like a steak for four, but like I was gonna order that myself, so. (laughs) We got a steak for four and then it's like a real simple menu. You know, it's just steak and then like a sirloin for two. So we got like steak for six for four of us and, uh, and crushed it. So it was good.
2: Do you remember the temp? Was it medium rare? What, what did y'all go with?
3: Yeah, we went medium rare.
2: Good, good.
3: Um, good stuff.
2: did you see some, who was the most famous person you saw last week?
3: Oh man. I mean, I was at a, uh, party with like T.O. was over there and Dr. Oz and Cedric the Entertainer, I guess. I don't know. There was just there's just people everywhere.
2: Yeah, that's awesome.
3: Um, how many shows did you do? Like 48? No, we just did one a day. Okay. And then uh, and then by my, my podcast partner, Sam, he had his real flu game. He was at the Super Bowl in the press box starting to get the sickness that I have right now. So he had to play through it live after the show on Sunday night, after the game on Sunday night. Dang! So uh, I think we did we did six total. So we did like five down there, and then a post game show on on Sunday.
2: Did you see Chris Collinsworth?
3: No, no. Chris is always in like uh, secret uh, upscale parties and stuff. So <laughs> I usually see a, I see him in Cincinnati, not not at the Super Bowl though. He gets in later. He'll get in like on a Friday and hang out through the weekend. Yeah, but uh, do not. I usually don't catch up with him at the Super Bowl.
2: You know, he's still on top of his game as a color analyst, Steve.
3: Oh, for sure, he's legit. He's got. I mean, that's that's the story of why he bought PFF initially. He's he worked so hard trying to prepare for games, and he you know stumbled upon PFF and then you know just bought it. But you know he works really hard. You know, as far as uh, weekly prep and what he does to know every team inside and out, how they play, what the storylines are. So. It's all the it's all that preparation Monday through Saturday that I think has them ready to go on Sunday night.
2: Steve Palazzolo, NFL Insider, on the Farm Bureau Insurance guest line. I feel like it was a week or two ago, and we've almost talked about it too much. But I do have to ask you about one piece, or you know, part of the game, and, and that's the overtime. And should the, should the 49ers have deferred the football?
3: Yeah, I mean, I I think probably I I don't detest Shanahan's explanation that he wants the ball third. There is a there is a world where it's you know tied, and then the team with the ball has it in sudden death. I think the problem was, and I caught this live, and I don't I didn't didn't go back to confirm it on the broadcast, but it did seem like whoever made the call for the Niners was a little hesitant. They said, "What you you won the toss? What do you want to do?" And they were like, "Uh, "Uh, receive." And it was almost like they reverted back to like, well, of course, it's overtime. We we obviously want to receive. Whereas the, the reports out of, out of Kansas City, you know, Kansas City has a guy, you know, I've just seen the report today, a guy named Mike Frazier who studies game management. And, you know, that's a big part of his role with the Chiefs. And, um, you know, our PFF data certainly helps with a lot of that. We're familiar with, you know, some of how teams operate. But they were having their guy, Mike Frazier, from the front office really informing the team throughout the – Throughout practice in the playoffs, just what overtime looks like, and just making sure that they were prepared. I think the story is maybe a little overblown because people love to run with narratives. But sure, it did feel like the Niners were a little unprepared. Um, even I mean, I wasn't even. I, I when they said there's a new game, I think they meant hey, the quarter's not just going to end, in reset. We're going to continue. I, I think I understood that, but there was still like a little indecision there. So end of the day, they probably should have kicked. Like it's probably closer to college. Where you want to know what you're going after, then you can have a two-point conversion choice if you want to go for the win. But um, it did feel like the Niners were just not necessarily as prepared as the as the Chiefs in that moment. All right. Did you bet on the game? No, I don't. I try not to. Okay. Um, I make my picks. I mean, I picked the Chiefs. It 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 was funny because I thought all. the – all of our data at PFF said the Niners have a slight edge. And I'm like, you know, I I think the totality of the data leaning Niners makes sense. But the, the way the chiefs have played in the playoffs, I I liked them. So I was right. At least got that down.
2: (laughs) Steve Palazzolo on the out of bounds show ESPN one Oh five, nine, the zone. Okay. Let's go into Chris Jones. He is a, uh, Five-time Pro Bowler, three Lombardi trophies. Romo was talking about him all night. He's had some big moments in the postseason. Uh, where would you, which Which direction would you go today? Is Chris Jones in the Pro Football Hall of Fame?
3: Oh, the Hall of Fame. I mean, yeah. I mean, when you start to add, uh, the, the team team awards matter in those discussions. And now you're talking three Super Bowls. And I'll tell you what, like I, I love the QB discussion and the GOAT discussions and I still think Tom Brady's the best and Mahomes is going to you know, make a run and what have you. But when you go back through the Chiefs' wins in this game, maybe the Bills game, and you're just like, man, it really is a play here and there that the Chiefs always seem to make as a team, not just Mahomes. The whole team starts to make a, like one or two more plays than their opponents. And Chris Jones is just at the forefront of that, you know, the, the pressure on Josh Allen on what could have been the game-winning touchdown in the Buffalo game. Pressure on Brock Purdy to stop touchdowns in the Super Bowl. And then just the ability of Chris Jones to move around the line of, uh, the, the line of scrimmage. You know, he, When he rushes against tackles, it's like they save it for you know six to eight times a game. Chris Jones is going to play on the edge, and he's going to get the tackle one-on-one. And he'll win. He wins more often than not at, at the crucial times when the Chiefs decide, this is when we're going to line him up against this guy. Here's the matchup we're going for. He did it against the Bengals in the AFC Championship last year defeats the tackle for a sack on Joe Burrow that helps the Chiefs win. I mean, every single one of those Chiefs games, if you go back and you could say, well, here's where Mahomes was great or here's the thing that Mahomes did in this comeback attempt or in this game-winning drive, you can have those same discussions about Chris Jones. And as a defensive lineman, that's crazy. It is unbelievable to be able to make that kind of impact at the crucial time as consistently as he does. So, yeah, Chris Jones. I'll say yes, Hall of Fame. He has been outstanding, and he's got this this playoff resume and run to uh, to lean on now.
2: High praise from our man Steve Palazzolo, NFL Insider, Pro Football Focus. All right, let's switch gears because um, I have Chiefs fatigue. Um, all right, we'll go to something that's not as awesome for me, uh, the Cowboys. So, uh, how do you? What grade do you give the Cowboys for the Mike Zimmer hire as defensive coordinator? CP. I,
3: I like Zimmer I, as a as a coach. I don't think he likes PFF very much, but I like Zimmer as a coach. I mean he he did a nice job in Minnesota. I know he was the head coach for a while they were they were consistently good and even as things got toward the end there I mean Zimmer was uh, he had really good defenses. He was very good on third down. Uh, he's got that I think, I think one of the trends around the NFL right now is the ability to uh, create the illusion of pressure, basically. You know, we're going we're gonna to blitz five, but you don't know where they're coming from, or we're still just going to rush four, but you're, we're going to mess up your protections and, you know, make you get rid of the ball quickly, whatever it might be. Mike Zimmer's very good at that. He's, he's had several games, you know, historically that I can remember with, with Minnesota where, like, Matthew stafford Lions just they had no chance. You know, he, Stafford would get sacked seven or eight times, and it wasn't even because the Vikings were – Winning one on ones, it was because they couldn't handle the blitz scheme, you know, and the pass rush scheme that that Mike Zimmer had. So I think he's got a very good third down defense. You know, it's, it's the challenge is going to be, okay, are they are they going to upgrade over Dan Quinn? Are they going to overcorrect and say, well, we used to, we we had these 210 pound safety linebacker hybrids, now we're going to have 250 pound linebackers because we don't want that to happen again. You have to be careful. And I think Zimmer was saying the right things at the press conference yesterday, basically. You got to see what the players can do, put them in the right position to succeed. I have faith that he'll be able to do that. There's still a ton of talent there. They're obviously trying to get over that hump. And um, I I don't think it's – when when you lose a Dan Quinn, who I think has done a great job there the last three years, there's a chance there could be a big drop-off or this big unknown. And I think Dallas has done as well as they can to bring in a veteran like Mike Zimmer to take over the D. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com.
1: With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice,
2: All right. So Steve Palazzolo likes the hire. Um interesting. All right. Pro football. Are you football.
3: okay with it? How are
2: you though? Uh I'm good. Look, this this all comes back. I, I I watch the Dallas media. I mean, I monitor that and I do the in the national media. And to me it's just the same thing, Steve. Um that they, they don't have a general manager. I know, you know, Will McClay and and I get all that, but In a league, and you know this better than I do because of the company you work for and all the awesome, cool stuff y'all do, but in a league that is decided by less than a whisker, you can't be set up, you know, I started off in business first before getting into sports media and most people in media don't understand business. And the one thing that I look at is the way that they're aligned and their model does not work. To give you NFC championship appearances, much less Super Bowl appearances. So when I hear the whole dog and pony show every year, I go, it's the same thing. The 49ers are not, they're not built like this. The Eagles, the Chiefs, and some of the other teams. So I don't think they're as talented as, as the media claims either. And I think Romo and Dak have absolutely carried the franchise. And I think that they could very easily be the Texans, Jets, or, or Browns, or Jaguars at times the last 15, Years, if not for really good to sometimes really really good QB play, they've got some other options. But uh, you have to have a an unbelievable general manager, in my opinion, to win at the highest level in this league. This decided by fingernail. Your thoughts? Am I yeah, crazy? I,
3: no, I think that it's an interesting take because, and I, I don't disagree. I mean, I'm in. I mean, I, I work for a business now too. You see that. You see that type of stuff, right? The leadership stuff matters. I mean a lot of that's why I don't I don't feel great commenting on head coaching hires and things like that because I don't know. Like we don't really know. Nobody unless you unless you were in the interview with Dan Campbell knew that maybe Dan Campbell would be good. Right. But on the surface you would just say, Oh, he doesn't have a super special scheme. Why are we hiring that guy? And it turns out he's incredible for the most part, right? So I think I think that stuff matters, right? Structure and you know, how you, how you build a team and the franchise. So the part I'll disagree with, though, is I, I do think they're really talented. And the part that I don't – no matter what the structure is, I still think they've, they've gotten on the green, so to speak, right? They're consistently on the green, on the green, on the green, in the playoffs. And, but there's some sort of mental component to this, and I don't even know if any structure has anything to do with that. Why can't this talented team just win a couple games in the playoffs? You know more than the one that they that they won last year against the Bucks. That part I don't know how they solve that. Other than like they just need, I don't know, they need to stumble into it, play carefree. There's something. Um, cause I, I did uh, some Dallas radio last week and I, you know, we just joked around for 20 minutes and just said, I don't have any answers for you guys. Well, you know, you're going to go through next year and win 12 games again. And it's, it's the like, same okay, thing. Don't choke.
2: Yeah. And, and look, either David Hellman or Bobby belt said the same thing. And they're, they're, they're two guys that I, I don't always agree with, but I agree with a lot of what they do and they, they keep their finger on the pulse. And one of them posted that, look, it, this was right around the McCarthy chatter that, that maybe Jerry and Steven go another direction and and they one of them posted look john harbaugh and mike Vrabel are not going to put up with what you have to put up with as the dallas cowboys head coach and that's all i needed to know it's a circus yeah. and the teams that win, here's my point to you the teams that win that bottle it for a few years outside of the chiefs and patriots which as you know are outliers and an anomaly but but the the teams that bottle it, uh, don't. They're not a circus, Steve. The Ravens, the Forty ers the Eagles, the Chiefs. Now the Lions, they're not a circus. And what David Hellman and Bobby Belt were telling me as Cowboys insiders is is still a circus. And I, you just can't win like that in this league. It's too damn good.
3: Yeah. No, it's tough to disagree there because I think anybody can just relate to their jobs and. Structure and bosses and what have you and they all that stuff matters because it matters who you hire it matters the work environment it all does matter yeah it does add up
2: all right let's uh let's switch gears here did the oh i like this steve palazzolo nfl insider pro football focus pff.com did the chargers make the best coaching move of the offseason steve
3: I just told you I can't comment on these coaching moves. No, I, think, <laughs> I think so. I mean, I think that's, uh, I think it's the highest upside play. You know, the, the Jim Harbaugh, who turned around Stanford, turned around the Niners, turned around Michigan. Okay, we've got this, you know, multi-level track record of turning things around. And again, the head coach is not just an X's and O's genius. I think, I think Kyle Shanahan might be. Um, but not every head coach is like that. They're they're generally a CEO. They run the whole thing, and I think Harbaugh's shown that he could do that. So I, I do like that. I mean, the other the other challenge here is okay, you're in the division with the Chiefs. So what's the what's the best solution for trying to overcome the Chiefs? I mean, I think you have to take a big swing if you're the Chargers and and go for the high upside play. Now, my concern or the question I would have with Harbaugh. He brings in Greg Roman. Roman's done better with mobile quarterbacks, QB run game with Colin Kaepernick, with uh, Lamar Jackson through the years. Do that in Jim Harbaugh. We just saw him in Michigan. You know what they'd have? They'd have six tight ends out there and four defensive linemen, and just you know run the ball at the gut over and over again. Do they have? Does Harbaugh have enough to adjust to today's NFL with Justin Herbert under center? Are they going to run the ball too much? Are they going to be? you know, trying to play old school football in a world where they're gonna to have to compete with the Chiefs and try to keep up offensively. So that's what I'm keeping an eye on there. But I think Harbaugh's smart enough to to play play the style that's needed. And again, he's had success at every level. So yeah, I think that's the play for the Chargers, a team that's generally on the on the cheaper side and doesn't make those big splash type of moves. And uh it's an aggressive move and I think I think they needed it and they've got an opportunity here with Herbert and some of the other key pieces that they have on the team.
2: All right, now's the time of year over the next 90 days where we also pick apart quarterbacks, as you know, from college and um, and make sure that we just chase our tail and go crazy. Um, it's early, but do you have Caleb Williams as the surefire, bona fide, number one pick in the NFL draft, without a doubt, quarterback out of Southern
3: Cal? Yeah, I would take Caleb Williams. I mean, I think I think you have to. I, I think there's an element of chasing some of that upside with the quarterback play, just because it, it's a it's a different evaluation process You're, than other positions. You're not just trying to get starters. I, my goal is not to find a starting caliber quarterback. It's to try to find a difference maker. And even if Caleb Williams has some issues with his game, holding the ball too long, maybe not taking the check downs and the easy stuff, maybe taking too many negative plays. Uh, struggled a little bit down the stretch last year, especially under pressure. I think Caleb Williams has the the highest chance to to hit a home run, right, to be a game changer at the next level. Now, there's a lot of steps along the way there, and you're going to hear the Patrick Mahomes comps because they do some things stylistically, but Mahomes made all of those steps, right? The scouting report might read similar, but Mahomes got better at playing within structure, taking what was there, not forcing the ball, um, sitting in the pocket when he needed to scrambling when he needed to knowing the you know, feel for the game Mahomes did everything better. So Even if Caleb Williams does a few things better, you know, he could be a special player at the next level. So I'll take Caleb Williams Obviously, he's, he's not a perfect prospect. I don't even know if he's generational
0: even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. BDW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.
1: This podcast is sponsored by Ramp. Are you the decision maker in your company? Consider this. For the first time in decades, there's a better option for a corporate card and spend management platform. Meet Ramp, the only corporate card and spend management system designed to help you spend less money so you can make more. And now get $250 when you join ramp for free. Just go to ramp.com slash easy ramp.com slash easy. R a M P.com slash easy cards issued by Sutton bank and Celtic bank members have DIC
3: terms and conditions apply, but he has the ability to be um, if he cleans up parts of his game. So I would, I would take my chances with Caleb Williams if I'm sitting there at one.
2: All right. I'm going to give you the most uh, overlooked underrated QB in the draft. Well, it's like legitimate, you know, Top three rounds. I'm not yeah. talking about somebody mid seventh. That's gonna, um, that that played for a terrible system, bad OC, and so on. But who who's got the tools, skills, athleticism, and so on? I think he could be a gamer. Uh, Spencer Rattler.
3: Yeah, Ratt Rattler's fascinating. I mean, there was a point a couple years ago where the QB classes coming out didn't look great, and like Spencer Rattler was the guy that we just expected, in part because he followed. Uh, Baker Mayfield, Kyler Murray, uh, Jalen Hurts, and it was like, oh, he'll be the next Oklahoma quarterback, and he'll develop, and he'll be great, and it just didn't work out like that, but yeah, he he took, uh, he was under a lot of heat, a lot of pressure at South Carolina, um, saw him at the Senior Bowl a couple weeks ago, he did do a really nice job there, um, I I love Spencer Rattler as that, if you can get him in the middle round, I love that, um, I, I don't think he developed as people would have liked, and there's obviously some question marks because of um, you know, how it happened at South Carolina and everything. But yeah, I think Spencer Rattler has a ton of tools and ability to develop. And, you know, we heard some of that buzz at the Senior Bowl and from the uh, director of the Senior Bowl, Jim Nagy, kind of pointed him out even before we went down there. So, yeah, I think you're I think you're on as far as Rattler goes. And I do think maybe late second, third round type of range does make sense for him. Yeah, I like that. All right,
2: um, we'll leave it there because we've got a lot of time between now and Detroit um in the nfl draft are you going to go up there
3: no we usually record from cincinnati okay cover it we'll cover it live here so
2: yeah i can't get motivated to go there after going to vegas two years ago for the draft I, i can't yeah have you been to detroit
3: um i've gone up to training camp a couple times for the lions but that's about it okay all right. Well, I hope you feel better. Thanks for
2: playing hurt today. And uh, thank you. I'm glad that you uh, had a good trip to the Senior Bowl. We'll dive into more of that. Kind of your thoughts on on some SEC players, and that the Super Bowl went well for Pro Football Focus. And uh, get better and have a good weekend.
3: Great. It was great to be back. Thanks, Bill. Yeah, we'll talk soon.
2: All right, buddy. You're clutch, and we love you, Steve Palazzolo, Pro Football Focus. And he's the podcast was like nominated for NFL podcast of the year. The guy's on fire and I'm happy for him and PFF.com is everywhere. So there you go. Uh, We did some, we're going to do tons of NFL hits with him in the, actually it's, it's even more fun, believe it or not in the off season with him because it's pure speculation Mm -hmm. and the unknown and between the draft and what could happen with um, Jason's Vikings, the saints, people are listening Uh, They're ready for a reboot there. You're going to walk it back with Dennis Allen again. The Cowboys, people love to to dog uh, the Cowboys and their lack of NFC championships appearances the last 27 years (laughs) And Dak, And, you know, maybe some of the other things. I mean, are the Chiefs just going to continue to... History tells us no. Uh, We like to fall on the the Patriots kind of crutch. But history tells us that you can't. This league doesn't allow you to do this. So can Veach their general manager, can Andy Reid, their head coach, and can Mahomes and Chris Jones. Well, we'll see what happens with Chris Jones. But, you know, can you continue to do this in a league that is, it's not like college football and it's not like high school where we get blowouts and blowouts and blowouts. This league, as we saw in the Super Bowl and in the playoffs, close game after close game, Mm -hmm. Jason, which is why we love it and why they had a and you know a, a billion people watching the game or whatever but uh the out of bounds show is brought to you by burgers blues and barbecue guess what they have a new location in dogwood b3 is right by chipotle and it is amazing breakfast lunch and dinner back in a sec with the lucky land slots you can get lucky just about anywhere
0: That's chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW approved. prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver?